Welcome to Daily Devotion with Ken Gurley. Devotions designed to inspire you on your daily walk with God. Each day we walk through the vital principles of the abundant life. Our Lord can do above and beyond all we ask or think. Here's your host, Ken Gurley. How can you tell if you're really growing in the grace and knowledge of the Lord? How can you know if you're becoming more and more like Jesus? One way you know is how you think about God. He is holy. He is all those things that flesh is not. Yet he demonstrated his love for us by being our Emmanuel, our God with us, our Lord Jesus Christ. And it's this holding in balance, his holiness and his goodness, his justice and his mercy, his truth and his grace that combines to show that we are growing to be more and more like Jesus. For example, your spiritual growth can often be revealed by how you view God's ability to remember or God's ability to forget. As we are converted and become as little children before God, we celebrate his forgetfulness, that God chooses to forget our sins. He puts them figuratively behind his back as far as the east is from the west. He pledges and chooses to remember them no more that what God forgives, he forgets. He is willfully forgetful regarding our failures. He doesn't hold them against us. His sacrifice at Calvary removes them far from us, such that when God looks at you, he sees his own righteousness reflecting. The same one who declared that the soul that sins shall die also declares that in Christ shall all be made alive. That is his grace, and his mercy. All of this week, this is our discussion. We are talking about the marvelous and stupendous and rewarding grace and mercy of God. David had once said, my sin is ever before me, but God, you forgot my sin. Paul said, I'm the chief of all sinners, but God had already forgotten. In Isaiah, God said, put me in remembrance of my promises and were commanded to remind God of his promises. But we never need to remind ourselves of our own failures. We can't seem to escape that nagging memory of mistakes, the tar of shame, regret, guilt, trespass. All of these just cling to us. We may be forgiven but sometimes we don't feel forgiven. And one of the most difficult things for people to overcome is the sense of their own failures and shortcomings. They must learn to look away to Jesus. The late Nathaniel Urshan was fond of telling a certain story. I've heard him tell it several times. His father, Andrew Urshan, was personal friends with G.T. Haywood, founder of the Pentecostal Assemblies of the World. There came a day when Haywood could go no farther. A sense of unworthiness had gripped him. He locked himself in a room and isolated himself. And there God gave him a vision of Calvary. I see a crimson stream of blood. It's the third verse of that psalm that has always gripped me. When gloom and sadness whisper, you've sinned, no use to pray. I look away to Jesus. And he tells me to say, I see a crimson stream of blood. 
that flows from Calvary, its waves which reach the throne of God, are sweeping over me. Brother Urshan used to say that when G.T. Haywood exited that room of prayer, he was never the same again. He had a vision of the grace and mercy found on Golgotha's hill. When we see that our Lord Jesus Christ paid such an awful price to purchase an awesome freedom, what can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. So as we grow in the Lord, we stop thinking so much about God forgetting, God choosing not to remember. We start focusing on God remembering. Psalm 105 verse 42 says, God remembered his holy promise. God remembered Abraham, his servant. When you start looking forward to the times that God remembers, you start seeing another quality of God. God's forgetfulness reveals his loving kindness, but God's remembering reveals his untiring faithfulness. Today, may God remember you. May he show himself faithful to you to be that faithful and constant provider of all your needs, to be that faithful friend who said, I'll never leave you, never forsake you. Lo, I'm with you always, even to the end of the age, to be that faithful shepherd who will lead you through this valley of the shadow of death. He has not brought us this far to leave us. He is with us and he is for us. It was in a time when Jerusalem's walls were torn apart and the city was a charred ruin of its former glory. God spoke through Isaiah and asked, Can a woman forget her nursing child to not have compassion on the son of her womb? Surely, the Lord said, they may forget, yet I will not forget you. He goes on to say, I have engraved you on the palms of my hands. Those nail-scarred hands of Jesus are proof positive that he will not forget you. What does it mean that God remembers us? It means he shows us kindness when we don't expect it. He visits us in our lowest moment. The God who remembers us, rescues us, delivers us. The God who remembers will answer your prayers. Such that when a penitent thief cried, remember me, Jesus responded with the promise, this day you will be with me in paradise. God remembering us means he shows us special favor, that his kindness rests upon us. You think about the matriarchs and patriarchs of faith. In Genesis 8, we read God remembered Noah and delivered him and his family to safety. Genesis 19, God remembered Abraham's childless state. Genesis 21, God remembered Sarah. Genesis 30, God remembered Rachel's cry for children. Genesis 37, God remembered Joseph betrayed by his own brethren. And we could go on and on throughout the Bible. Hannah, Samson, children of Israel in captivity, Jeremiah in a dungeon. Do you remember when Jeremiah prayed, O Lord, you know, remember me and visit me? When God remembers us, it means he visits us. He comes to us in our dilemma. He's not a fair weather friend. He walks in when others walk out. Have you ever had God visit you in your time of trial? 
When God remembers us, he answers our prayers. When God remembered Hannah, he answered her prayer. Anyone want God to remember you today? When God remembers you, he will send you help and deliverance. That was the reference to Noah. God caused a wind to pass over the earth and the water subsided. Yes, the more we grow in God, the more we count on not just his forgetfulness of our past sin, but his ability to remember us now and his promises to see us through. Oh, Lord, remember. There's one more passage that comes to me when I think of those words. Oh, Lord, remember. It's in Habakkuk 3, verse 1. This minor prophet prayed on Shiganoth. A lot of controversy of what this word means. But devastation had wreaked the land, famine, pestilence, disease, heartache. Maybe we're having a Shiganoth moment, but most believe it has something to do with music, the name perhaps of a musical instrument, a tune, a certain melody. So Habakkuk prays and Habakkuk sings in the first line of his sung prayer. Lord, I have heard of your fame. I stand in awe of your deeds, Lord. Repeat them in our day. In our time, make them known. In wrath, remember mercy. Oh, Lord, in wrath, remember mercy. And that's where we find ourselves today. We well understand that this world is sinful. If the blood of innocent Abel cried to God from the ground, how deafening is the roar for justice in our world today? Violence toward the unborn, rage toward all forms of authority, underprivileged abuse, neglect, anger. We know this world stands guilty before God. We know this is a world that has forgotten her creator. But God, in wrath, remember mercy. David was a man after God's own heart, but he committed one mistake that cost 70,000 people their lives. He numbered Israel from prime. And God gave David, this man after his own heart, a multiple choice. You can have three years of famine. You can have three months running from the enemies or three days in the hands of the Lord. And the David chose the latter. He said, let's fall into the hands of God for his mercy is great. So a plague came through Israel. When the angel of judgment reached Jerusalem, David realized the angel paused, and he quickly bought the field beneath the angel, offered a sacrifice, and the killing and the destruction stopped. I don't pretend to know the whys, why we face what we face in life, but here is what I say to a why. O Lord, remember, in wrath, remember mercy. In a season of hurt, remember healing. In a season of loss, remember restoration. Lord, you are the God who is rich in mercy. Remember us and show us that mercy. I love that phrase, his mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. That English word new is the Hebrew word haras. It means never before experience. Today's mercy is one of a kind. It's unique. It's different from yesterday's mercy or the mercy day before or the day before the day before. Just as seasonal flu vaccines change from year to year, God's mercy, which is far more effective, changes from day to day. It's a new strain of mercy. Why? Because sin changes. 
You didn't sin today the way you did yesterday. Try this little exercise. Figure out how old you are, not in years, but in days. That's the sum total of the different kinds of mercy you've received so far in your life today. By the time you're 21, you've experienced 7,665 unique mercies. When you hit midlife, 14,600 unique mercies. By the time you come to retirement, God has mercied you 23,725 times. And then multiply each of those days by 70 times 7, the number of times Jesus tells us to show mercy in each day. And you and I have been mercied. We've been shown mercy over a million times in our lives. Oh, Lord, remember. In your wrath, remember mercy. We ask God not for your judgment. We ask for that mercy that endures for a thousand generations. We don't ask for knowledge. We don't ask for skill, abilities, talents, charisma. We ask for mercy because so long as the mercy of God is present and the goodness of God is being shed abroad in our heart, there can be life change within us and we can see everything around us change as well. I want to see the mercies of God. I want the mercies of God shown in your life. Here on Daily Devotion all this week, we have talked about grace and mercy. I challenge you to let go of the substitutes for grace and mercy. Lay hold upon the altar of God and let God overshadow you abundantly with his everlasting love. Thank you for sharing in daily devotion with Ken Gurley. We pray this ministry has been a source of encouragement and strength to you. Please be mindful that your financial support enables us to meet with you each day. To give a donation or connect with us, visit our website at kengurley.com. There you will also find the latest books, podcasts, and resources. Blessed 90 Days to Change Your World is Pastor Gurley's latest book. You can get your copy of this life-changing book at kengurley.com. May God's favor rest on you in every way until we meet again.